0: and welcome back to the consummate athlete podcast i'm molly herford i write about all things fitness and health over on the as well as for a bunch of different magazines and books and websites and all that jazz and i also do a lot of those things
1: and i'm peter glassford i'm a registered kinesiologist and an endurance coach and i'm molly's co-host here on the consummate athlete podcast
0: and for those new to the show also married to me so there's that Yes. <laughs> I realized a couple of weeks ago, a couple, of, like a bunch of people don't know that, so I just wanted to put it out there.
1: Well, our bickering should probably... Tip them, them off, in, yes.
0: But... Anyway, um, what have we been up to lately? We're back in Canada for... I've been back for a whole week as of today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been skiing and some gym work, and you've been yogaing in preparation for yoga training.
0: Yeah, yoga teacher training starts in a month, so I'm kind of trying to get back to yoga most days so I'm not like the the student in the back of the classroom pretending to do stuff so I can actually be good at it. (laughs) Can Should you be I, good at yoga? I was going to say, I know that's not the point of yoga. I think you just failed. Uh, yeah, I know. It's I'm going to get kicked out. <laughs> anyway, uh, other than that, uh, yeah, lots of stuff going on. We're excited. We have the Joyride 150 Women's Weekend coming up in Markham, Ontario. I think they actually still have a couple openings. So if you're a woman hoping to get into BMX or just play in a bike park.
1: I think for anyone, if you anyone. if you want to get better at riding a bike, like this would be the place to go.
0: Women, though, it is Women's Weekend.
1: I, I mean, for anyone, but not if you're not a woman, then you can't go yeah, until exact. like noon on Saturday. But <laughs> I mean,
0: what? It's totally closed. No, that's
1: not true. It's open at noon on Saturday.
0: See the bickering. Should have tipped you off. Uh, it's definitely anyway. open. Sorry anyway, <laughs> I'm pretty excited. I have a new. Uh, every day BMX bike from Performance Bike. I just put it together earlier this week. I'm super stoked to get it out in the bike park. Um, yeah, so li- look for a lot of videos and photos coming from both of our Instagrams and on Twitter and stuff over the course of the weekend. I'm um, Hoping to do a bunch of skills videos for Shred Girls with some of the rad BMX girls that are going to be there and doing some of the coaching.
1: Yeah, so you've been doing a lot of posts with the real-life Shred Girls, so just, you know, quote-unquote normal young ladies and, I guess, adult ladies, young adult ladies who are (laughs) on bikes, and you're doing that at Shred...
0: Shred Shred-girls.com.
1: And you could probably just Google even yeah. real life shred. One girls of these days, something. I'm
0: gonna pay the thousands to get shredgirls.com. It is available. So if anyone wants to bankroll that, uh, you know, message me. Anyway, um, speaking of messaging us, though, we are starting to book out a bunch of talks and clinics. So nutrition talks, lady part. Yeah, we're out
1: in middle and western Canada in July, it looks like, and then you've already booked a bunch of sort of clinics and talks in, I guess, the northeast, but New York area coming up soon, though. That's in...
0: March and April.
1: Yeah, early April.
0: So if you're a bike shop or a bike park or a club that's looking for clinics for mountain bike or cross even.
1: And I think we're down, we'll probably be down maybe August or June in like the more south, right? Like Yeah. That's not even south, I guess, but central.
0: Yeah, our Central schedule. Eastern. At any rate, <laughs> our schedule is getting a little crazy. I don't think we really need to give them the geographic locations no, just, that we might possibly be. Right. Uh, if you're interested, get in touch, and we'll see what we can do.
1: Yeah, and as always, the that same format, consummateathlete.com. You know, we had some really good recommendations for episode sort of questions, episode topics, and then also guests. Um, We're trying a couple of different things. You know, we're approaching episode
0: 100. So just trying to
1: keep it fresh. So if you do have, you know, you want to see a short episode or like a super long episode or, you know, an episode with this certain person again or a new person or yourself or whatever, you know, the, the ideas as we get to 100 are definitely welcome and appreciated. But thank you, as always, for listening.
0: Yeah. Uh, today's guest, actually, uh, if you've been missing some of the more sport specific uh, episodes, I think today's is actually a really good combination of some kind of general training advice plus sports specific because we have Nick from Stronger Golf.
1: Yeah, he's over from the UK. We were actually very close to Nick and, and just narrowly missed him, which I was sort of bummed about uh, when we were in Europe in October, November. But yeah, he does golf specifically, and I always love when people actually like niche themselves out and say like, "This is who I work with," rather than "I work with everyone."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he works with golfers, golfers, and just that's to,
0: what they're called. You know,
1: whether that's there's a lot of injury prevalence, you know, back pain, that sort of stuff uh, in golf, and then also just you know, we all want to drive that ball further, right? And so he works with people on improving that. He played sort of was pushing for the sort of PGA, you know pro golf but you know just didn't have the stroke and it was played by injuries himself and he's sort of parlayed that into a really successful in-person personal training business uh, and then also he's doing online training and they have a bunch of like a webinar and stuff like that too if you just want to check out he's got a great Instagram page so as always we'll link to that show notes and then also at the end of the episode. so yeah
0: and I mean I'd say even if you're not super into golf I mean a everyone like let's be real we all want to crush at a mini golf sometimes so you know if you're you know, even thinking about that, this is good. But I think also it's just good to kind of hear how someone is, you know, teaching stuff for a specific sport and think about how you could apply that to, you know, whatever your main sport is. Well,
1: and that's really our goal here. I guess my goal, and I'm hoping people get behind it with this this show, is that we're, we're looking at all these different sports for things that we can use. You know, there's a very mental aspect to golf. And we've now done this, is our third golf episode. Um, Which is
0: funny because we don't play golf.
1: Yeah, I mean, we went to the driving range last year. You know, mm-hmm. we usually play, as you say, a couple rounds of mini golf. And, you know, I would definitely go golfing more, especially mm-hmm. now that we're here more. But I, it, to me, it's the mental aspects. Um, you know, the conditioning aspect here with Nick is very interesting. There's a lot of common themes. You know, the strength training doesn't need to be something kooky. You know, they do some ball throws against the wall and stuff. But a lot of it, we're just talking the same squat, deadlift, push, pull, you know, and so it's those common themes, you know, to give people, you know, if you're a cyclist or a runner, you know, there doesn't need to be like these magical maneuvers that you're doing. Right. So I think that's some of the transfer that we get here from Nick. But also, if you are specific to golf, he does share some you know, specific things that you need to do to overcome sort of the loads. And, you know, golf, you're only swinging one direction and things like this. Right. So,
0: yeah. So anyway, enjoy this episode, and as always, hit us up on the website, on Twitter, on Facebook uh, if you have any questions, recommendations, comments, and of course, we would love you forever if you read and review the podcast, which you can now do in the app. In the
1: app, Then we're coming on episode 100, so if you got ideas for that, I think that's not next episode, but maybe the one after, oh, man. so this might be 98, and then the next one's 99, so
2: we're oh, coming up.
0: Oh, boy. All right, let's dive in. Enjoy this episode with Nick from Stronger Golf.
2: I cycled a little bit when I was younger, young, young. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I kind of, I've done a little bit of kind of, obviously cycling in Britain kind of the last 10 years maybe has been pretty good. Um, So, yeah, as far as kind of the sports science side of things, they've probably led that. More than any other sport, kind of Dave Brailsford and, mm-hmm. and British cycling have kind of led that. Um, so yeah, like a lot of the stuff around kind of recovery and periodisation and things that are coming out of this country seems to be based out of those guys. Um, so yeah, see it's, it's an interesting world that I kind of yeah kind of seen a little bit of a glimpse into recently. It, it is. It is. It, it's odd,
1: though. We're still, in my opinion, and I, I think you would relate to this. I think cycling is still like we're not doing enough strength training and just sort of, I guess, general preparation. Which I mean, golf is is similar, and I guess that's the, yeah, mi- the mission you've tasked yourself with. Yeah, a
2: little bit. I think golf is. Yeah, we'll kind of dive in, but I think a little bit of it is they've don't know what to do or are kind of scared. Um, and it's, or they want to be very specific, you know. It's kind of, well, how's this going to make my golf swing better? Right. Um, it's like, well, well, it's not. <laughs> Essentially, um, I'm going to kind of give you. I think the there's a guy over here called Mark Ball who is a, a golf biomechanist, which basically means he kind of, um, you know, the kit EA Sports use to make computer games. Sure uh, he's got something like that and he'll hook people up and they'll swing the golf club and he'll produce a computer generated image of their golf swing. Um, and he kind of, he put strength conditioning to me as you kind of provide the widest canvas possible. You provide the best foundation and then me or the, the sports specific coach or whatever, will kind of take that foundation you've made and then, uh, yeah, you that that player is more able to do kind of whatever we want them to do in the golf swing. Right. Um, but yeah, in itself, it's, it is just general physical preparation and I suppose it's probably the same in cycling. They just don't really want to do that. They want to just sit on the bike or swing a golf club.
1: Everyone does, yeah. And my main <laughs> clientele is the sort of, uh, I guess, time crunched is the, the, the phrase in, in cycling. Um, but I mean... You know there's golfers who aren't professional golfers right and, and they're gonna ask you oh, the yeah. question why should I spend thirty minutes or sixty minutes of my
2: golf time you know or my activity mm. time in the gym or you know doing these exercises yeah i mean ironically it definitely applies in terms of you kind of yeah if you're not on tour it's you're kind of trying to hold down a job you need to practice quite a bit it's a skill based game and then it takes four hours to play around you know it's there's a lot of, i mean my, ironically though I think kind of golfers do go in the gym and they end up doing this kind of highly specific, maybe quite isolationist approach. Um, and actually that takes longer. Right. Yeah, why, why would I fix your, your ankle stability, your hip stability, your mobility issues, um, and then do some work to get you stronger when I could just get you to do a split squat and kind of solve a little bit of all of those three things in, in 10 minutes. Of kind of a couple of sets and then a lot of what we do is about yeah getting them in and out the gym as fast as possible having impacted them having obviously driven a training effect but impacted them as little as possible so they can still go and swing a golf club some don't mind playing with soreness others will absolutely hate kind of doing that relatively technical motion whilst sore or feeling odd um right so yeah it's just a yeah oftentimes it's kind of trying to educate them that actually the general stuff is probably more f- efficient in that way sure so i wonder
1: you know i want to dive into all parts of this the injury the you know what you experience as far as as things improving and stuff but i wonder can you give us you know we always like to start with um or, or at least get an impression of how people, you know, what their sporting background is. So, yeah. you know, start in, you know, elementary or, or grade school and, you know, wh- wh-
2: how did you get here? Okay. Um, yeah, well, I sort of played as, yeah, starting out kind of, I played pretty much fairly standard sporting kid, I suppose. Um, played pretty much every sport that kind of was available. Um yeah, I think I was just quite good at sports, kind of fairly naturally, anything that involved hitting a ball, kicking a ball, um, racket sports, things like that, I was, I was seemed to be quite naturally good at. So I probably played pretty much everything up until I was about 15. I uh, didn't really start playing golf until I was about 14, 15, and kind of really quickly decided golf was what I wanted to do. Um, so... Back at that time, I guess, I had aspirations, at least, of playing professionally. Um, I wasn't anything hugely special. I played kind of county stuff, I played some mini tour stuff a little bit later on. Um, and, yeah, I kind of had a bit of a stab at playing professional golf when I finished school. So when I was kind of eighteen, seventeen, eighteen, 17, um, Yeah, and then... Kind of just found that really hard, to be honest. Um, playing for a living is very different to playing for fun. Um, especially when you're kind of down the lower end of things, let's say, and yeah, you're kind of playing to, to eat and yeah, your financial livelihood is on it. Um, so yeah, kind of that didn't work out, let's say. Um, I really, yeah, I found that kind of professional sporting environment really quite tough. Uh, so that didn't work out. I went to university and actually kind of stopped playing golf, stopped doing many sports at all really, but to that point I hadn't trained for any sports, hardly at all, either. Um, so somehow I ended up at university in the gym, uh, powerlifting. And yeah, I kind of powerlifted for a couple of years. Uh, got very into the training um, side of things. That's where I kind of I suppose Acquired most of the knowledge qualifications, etc. that I kind of rely on now How
1: um, is sort of your your bench your, your
2: yeah. squat? Yeah, so bench squat deadlift um, Whoever lifts the uh, whoever lifts the most wins um, there's zero movement quality or, or or anything, yeah, anything fast about it, it is literally, yeah, whoever wins the most three attempts at each lift, whoever lifts the most wins. Um, yeah, it's a pretty brutal sport to be honest. Um, but yeah, so I did that for a couple of years and it kind of, I was kind of started to get back into golf a little bit and I kind of obviously was very into the fitness stuff and I just naturally kind of ended up combining them together a little bit I suppose um, and at the time the golf fitness as a as a as a thing I suppose was just starting to come about I guess TPI had just started to to happen was just starting to gain a bit of traction um, and at the time the kind of the golf fitness world was very very rooted in rehab um, so it was a lot of physical therapists, a lot of physiotherapists, um, and was very much, I suppose, quite an isolated approach to fitness, uh, It focused on fixing certain movements, uh, reducing lower back pain, that kind of stuff, um, which is all well and good, um, but it kind of, it was very specific, I suppose, is what, I was kind of get, what I'm trying to get at. It left out a lot of those general movement patterns. And it left out a lot of the kind of basic strength conditioning tenets of let's improve force production. Let's get stronger. Let's get more powerful. Let's improve the force you can put in the ground and you'll hit the wall further. Um, so I guess at the time, really, I, I wasn't playing golf. Powerlifting, hadn't done any kind of fitness stuff that the kind of golf industry was saying this is the stuff you should be doing to improve your your golf performance I'd just done squat bench and deadlift and I started playing golf again a little bit and probably hit it 40 50 yards further I'd gone from someone that probably was wasn't long enough to play professional golf um in all honesty to yeah I've definitely added 40 50 yards from a t-shirt I was thinking now oh, if I if I'd have known this then I might have uh, had a better chance of um, making it as a pro <laughs> right, right. but so I kind of just from there sort of wrote a few articles online one day not really expecting anything to come of it I just made a a kind of very small wordpress blog wrote a few articles just kind of saying I think what we're doing at the moment is missing something basically as uh as as golfers I think there's there's stuff you're missing and I think there's stuff you could do better uh in terms of your your exercise selection and the way you organize training and the way you go about training um and yeah it really just kind of went from there um I got asked to write for a, a couple of online magazines I was quite lucky and kind of the timing of writing for those on my magazines was probably perfect and I got a fair amount of exposure from that, um, from there TPI asked me to write um, some articles for them and I've been pretty much doing that on and off ever since um, and yeah and then the kind of whole thing grew out of that, um, started writing a lot more frequently on my own blog uh, then I started putting kind of yeah online coaching services together and that side of, and that kind of thing and that's pretty much how we got to today I guess.
1: Okay, and, and what does TPI? I'm familiar with it, but it stands for like Titleist. Uh... Okay,
2: yeah, Titleist Performance Institute that's is it. what it stands for. Um, so I'm not, to be honest, with you I'm not 100 percent sure about how it kind of came about, but basically Titleist is a is a brand. It's a golf club manufacturer. Um, so I assume that Titleist put the money in to get the initial kind of project off the ground, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so, so Titleist Performance Institute, um, and it's like a, a conditioning, like a certification or is it, it's more of like uh, an assessment tool. So they have, they've got a, it's kind of quite wide scope now. Um, basically they do, uh, all of their stuff is aimed at the, the kind of the supporting professionals rather than the golfers themselves um but so they have a level one which is a general tool kind of aimed at everyone uh which is a movement screen so uh pretty basic gray cooks on the board so there's uh, a fair amount of overlap there let's say between fms and and the tpi level one screen um and it is yeah, so you basically all of your kind of strength coaches that want to be TPI certified will go through that. All of your t- kind of technical coaches, golf swing coaches that want to be TPI certified will go through that. Uh, and then there's a medical strength, uh, string to that as well. Um, so, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they have level two and level three, which are kind of you start to specialize in your specific stream at that point. So they'll have a swing coach. and Yeah, fitness stuff.
1: Okay. Um, Now, are they, like, do you see them sort of becoming more aware of this sort of like general strength training idea? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, we definitely, so like I say, I started writing for them. I'm going to sound a little bit like I'm taking credit for this. I'm not. Uh, There's quite a few people that have probably been involved in gradually moving the industry in that direction. Um, But yeah, I would certainly say if you go back on their website and look at their, early stuff it is very much focused around kind of okay let's say you do this in the golf swing um let's say you sway in the golf swing uh here's some the reason you do this might be because your you have poor hip stability and your glutes aren't particularly active your glutes need up regulating um and here's some kind of basic low level glute activation drills um to attempt to address that uh kind of fast forward to now you'll see a lot more articles that are kind of like weighted carries how can how can doing a weighted carry benefit your your golf game kind of thing um a lot basically i think a bit of a shift from that kind of very specific training into more gpp into more general physical preparation um and just kind of educating golfers as to how that can help because um, i think the thing yeah maybe gpp isn't kind of where everyone needs to be but i think when you're talking about golfers as a population they typically don't have the greatest training experience in the world anyway so they do need GPP, right? Need like you GPP. you described it. You said you hadn't trained,
1: and and you were you know an aspiring pro, right? You you said you hadn't Ooh. trained before you got to the powerlifting.
2: No, I kind of dabbled with gym work, but you're more out of vanity than than anything right. else. Um, to be honest, there certainly wasn't when I was coming up. Anyway, there wasn't much
1: right.
2: kind of available on what you should do, or even whether you should do it. Um, so, so
1: what? Uh, what injuries then you know i come from cycling where it's you know it's maybe not obvious all the injuries but like we have obvious risk um whereas with golf it it seems like the risk from you know catastrophic acute injury is low so what what type of injuries are people dealing with in golf
2: yeah so um yeah it's kind of all the research around golf injuries there's not a huge amount but what there is would tend to put the kind of overuse injury um, figure at somewhere between 60 and 80 percent. So essentially the golf swing is asymmetrical, fast and rotational um, and it wears you down Um, particularly if you kind of compound that with what we would term suboptimal swing mechanics, uh, swing faults, and things like that um, can kind of change that wear pattern um, a little bit and maybe make the body break down a little bit faster. Um, but basically, you're looking lower back pain is the big one, um, shoulder issues, hip issues. Um, I would I would say really it most of the stuff we see is fairly similar to the to the kind of desk-bound population um, stuff that we see. But it just seems to happen a bit faster with golfers because I think the swinging, like I say, it's, it's fast, it's highly rotational, um, and it just wears you down that bit quicker.
1: I think that makes sense. I mean, they're probably people, you know, the, the typical golf person is, you know, someone who's, you know, been... Probably spending time at a desk, I would think. You yeah, know, the, yeah. The, in the stereotypical way that you know it was the the businessman's choice for yeah, you know, yeah, radiation. of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so you have overuse injuries, and you know it, it's interesting that you say that because I mean, part of why I was interested was I was you know so if golfers are looking at this general preparation, you know, and our our podcast is really designed around you know trying to be I guess ready for to to play any sport or activity. Yeah. Right? Um so that was part of the reason I was attracted was a we do have listeners that like golf and we've played golf and gone to the driving range a few times so we want to be sort of aware of this but the fact that you're talking about this like general strength sort of you know similar to what I'm you know hoping people will will start doing more and more for cycling and um you know it, it it sounds like we're we're talking the same sort of language on a lot of this yeah, stuff Yeah definitely. Um so Everyone, you know, you, you can talk about injury, but it, it's not sexy. It's not you know, <laughs> it's not exciting. Um, everyone wants to know about that drive, right? So, I mean, you had that 50-yard 50, 50 increase. Um, is that something you see, you know, across? Or, or how else even would someone see those benefits um, to their performance through this general strength training?
2: Okay, so I think in terms of... Um... <laughs> If I could kind of deal with it in two parts. There's the there's the strength training bit in terms of what that can do to your performance. And then there's the kind of more general let's be honest, in terms of golf, everyone just wants to talk about driving it a long way. Um as far as the as far as the kind of strength training stuff goes, how does that help? Um really it's force into the ground, you know? The more force you can you can develop, the stronger you are, the more force you can put into the ground, the more force you can put in the ground. The golf swing is even though golfers don't like this, from in that respect, it's the same as every other sport in motion, you know? The more force you put into the ground, the, the faster you go, the further you go, you know? When you're sprinting, the more force you put into the ground, the faster you go. When you're cycling, the more force you're pushing down onto that pedal, the faster you go. Even in a free throw, in basketball, it's about force from the ground generated up into the hands, you know? Um, kind of viewed like that if you take the movement out of it and just think about the force most sporting (laughs) movements are are pretty similar Um, so I think that's where that general strength training in terms of performance that pays off there Um, and the other thing is we kind of go in we we run through different corrective exercises different regressions and we kind of try and give like you say we kind of deal with that office bound individual more often than not um and we're trying to give them back kind of some movement and some ability they probably lost we're trying to give them that full gamut of movement options if you like um and that's going to allow them to to kind of go and swing the golf club the way they want to swing it uh, and allow them to yeah to have whatever technique they choose or their swing coach is choosing that they they feel is most beneficial to them
1: that makes sense for sure um so they're in the gym and and you know we're talking about this sort of time-limited person they only have so much time to be on the course like in your programming, is there any like? Do they do you combine technical training? Like, and when I say that, I mean like golf specific training. Like, are you? Yeah. Would you putt during the recoveries, or do you do anything like that to sort of combine um, and maximize that time? or are you sort of get in the gym and and get out and separate them?
2: Yeah. To be honest, I've always dealt with it. Um, I'm a golf coach, some qualified golf coach. Kind of <laughs> somehow ended up doing that. Um, so I kind of uh, yeah, potentially never really kind of looked at it from that kind of point of view could you combine them too much um I've always been of of the kind of opinion I think the industry comes from that very specific background and we're trying to get away from that almost a little bit um I've always been very much of the opinion this is general physical preparation I'm gonna kind of go and give you that canvas to to be the best athlete you can be and then I'm gonna hand you off to to the coach who's gonna deal with kind of putting the sport's specific skills um, on top of that. Um, we can get, there's some overlap there for sure. So if I'm working on giving someone more T-spine mobility and if I'm working on their rotational mechanics in a med ball throw or something like that, that's going to look to them like elements of their golf swing. Um I'm not cueing them to kind of Im- try and improve their golf swing. I'm not talking about their golf swing. But sure, it's going to look similar and it- he's going to probably carry over to some extent to improving their technique
1: okay I was wondering if you did any sort of med ball twists or anything I know some people you know when we start talking about you know we should just be pure on strength they don't do much in the way of sort of med ball throws or twists but I always thought you know med ball throws are a pretty safe thing and really a pretty yeah when you talk about functional like basic human movements like throwing is is just something we have to do sometimes right
2: Mm. yeah I mean I kind of look at what kind of like you said I my basic human movements as I consider them are kind of squat hinge push pull lunge twist um so a couple of them start to look a little bit more like like a golf swing anyway we do do ball throws um I guess it, generally what happens is I'll take a client kind of as they progress if you like I'll I'll start my aim is to take them from i guess very sagittal plane dominant stuff and progress them towards more linear and rotational stuff um that probably could be considered more specific um yeah
1: all right um i think that makes sense now on the I guess in that same vein, um, I, I'm, I'm cheating because I've read articles that you've written, but uh, <laughs> is there, you know, if someone wanted to, you know, I feel like this is what the typical sort of thing you would expect from sports specificity, specificity would be, like a heavy golf club or a weighted golf club or like putting a band around your golf club and, and trying yeah. to do twists or something or some sort of, you know, heavy, you know, swing. Yeah. Like, how do you stand on that?
2: Okay, um, so there is as far as the weighted stuff goes as far as the band stuff goes let's start there uh, I don't do any of of that um I think there is potentially and this is probably for someone else to say yes or no on um a good golf coach really um to my mind there seems kind of like the band R&T techniques that we'll use in the gym to kind of shift knee valgus and things like that I think there's an element of some of that stuff could be used by a swing coach to to kind of improve technique um but I don't view that as kind of my job I don't put a, a kind of a band or a cable and have them swing the golf club or mimic that swing simply because there's probably a swing coach whose job that is to kind of improve their swing and I one don't want to tread on his toes um he's got probably different ideas um and yeah I don't want to kind of get involved with that and get involved with kind of queuing to improve their golf swing um and the other thing is particularly when we're working with better players they have a golf swing that works they're quite good um so I don't want to do anything that will kind of impede that motor pan, you know when I'm getting them to swing swing a golf club or swing a cable stack or something like that in and mimic the golf swing yes the movement looks the same um but i'm i've kind of forgotten about the forces involved at that point um and i by having that band and adding resistance i've completely changed the kind of the that movement really i've changed the way my weight shifts i've changed the tension on on muscles at different ranges of motion um and we have kind of that shoot a bomber idea of a, a competing motor pattern um and like i said particularly with better golfers that their swing probably works quite effectively God, i really don't as a strength coach i really don't want to mess that up <laughs> you know i'm going to try and stay away from the kind of technical element of that as much as possible um so yeah that's kind of my my justification for for staying away from from a lot of that stuff i I don't see the risk reward being worth it
1: okay so now on the same token you know we're talking about building strength and putting force into the ground so to confirm like do you do much in the way of sort of balance like standing on you know Bossu things or you know things like that
2: or are you saying sort of you don't really go down that that very occasionally um yeah pretty athlete dependent on on that to be honest um so if i have the only stuff i really do kind of unstable surface uh is yeah is kind of balance and ankle stability drills um if i have an athlete that needs that i will use it um so if they progress like to that
1: someone with like a you know either a flat foot or someone with like a yeah ancle, ankle sprain history or something like that yeah pretty much
2: because if you kind of obviously golf swing you have a, a a lateral weight shift um so if you think about what happens at the ankle in, during that lateral weight shift you have to have some inversion and eversion in order to keep your center of gravity within your stance width if you like um so, yeah, it's in some cases, they'll need some of that stuff. um. But I'm not kind of – I'm not doing what I would consider strength and power exercises on a on a, on a stability ball or on a Bosu ball or anything like that. I'm kind of keeping those things very separate.
1: And it's a, uh, a small component. It's not like yeah, your, your main lifts of the day aren't like yeah, a no, squat exactly. on a bo- half
2: ball or something exactly i think there was an element in the kind of golf fitness world where all oh, balance is important and jump on that kind of train doing exactly that um yeah i mean my even for for those clients that need it it's one exercise at the end of their warm-up so it's right. 20 seconds work and then go on it basically an activation drill kind of get them to feel good foot position get them to feel what that is go pick up something heavy
1: Right. Yeah. No. I, I had a client asking me if uh, she should buy a Basu and I was like, No, no. Like, you can just <laughs> like stand on one foot or do you know any yeah. number of one-footed exercises, and I'm sure this yeah. will be challenging, right?
2: I mean, I think that's the that's the kind of oh, I need balance, and it sounds basic, but it's like, but you're a golfer, you're you're constantly on solid ground, and you're on two feet. <laughs> um, right. I don't. Doesn't balance is not that important to me. Right. Um, there's a little bit of research kind of around baseball that suggests our static balance for pitchers is is useful to a certain extent, which may transfer to golf you never know um you but, wonder though like what a
1: romanian a single leg romanian deadlift you know where you're sort of having exactly. to change your posture on one exactly. foot or something like that right or, or even some plyometrics using single
2: leg or something yeah i mean there's that kind of okay let's say if, if single leg balance is useful to the golfing, still doesn't make like you say the kind of unstable surface um the best way of going about creating that right um yeah
1: okay um so now if someone was going to start like where do you start with someone you know they have zero strength training experience you know they're they're a golfer um you know they come in what are you know is there somewhere that you start on day 1 as far as what you know an exercise or a routine they might start with
2: um so I'll typically screen everyone that I see for the first time um just kind of I like that idea. I think it's Mike Robertson idea of kind of lazy coaching regards if I get the exercise selection right, uh, they should almost cue themselves um, and I don't have to cue too much and they'll learn the movement themselves. Um, So I'm kind of quite big onto the screening because I use it as just that it's information gathering for me to kind of pick the best exercise for them um or the best exercise progression so i will screen them and we'll do kind of some of the stuff from the tpi level one that we talked about um some fms stuff and some other bits and pieces i've kind of picked up over the years um in that screening and then i'll pretty much have them go through just some basic body weight patterns you know um just see what a push-up or what a plank looks like uh, what a split squat looks like, um, what bodyweight hip hinge looks like. Um, and then we'll, we're we'll kind of, basically, if the pattern looks, looks good, is kind of up to my movement standard, um, we'll just start loading that, um, in, in that session. Uh, if it doesn't, we'll kind of implement a bit of a, a corrective strategy, maybe. Um, and, and then, yeah, we, we just, We go from there, really, Um, but I think there's an awful lot of that stuff when they first start. It's it's just body weight, really. I think a lot of golfers maybe kind of want to get to the the kind of, like I say, the the fancy sports specific stuff where they're they're maybe throwing a med ball or they're jumping from side to side. Um, Stuff that looks cool on Instagram and stuff that looks kind of relevant to a golf swing to to the naked eye, as it were. Um, And often what we're doing is kind of holding that that individual back and going, okay, you you need the basics first, you know, Um, earn the right to get to that stuff. And a lot of that is just body weight. And it's just teaching them to control motion, you know, keep that, again, going back to that kind of typically desk bound individual. It's, you know, keep that core, nice neutral canister position, move at the hips, move at the shoulders, better breathing mechanics, that kind of stuff. Um, just trying to lay good foundations really
1: yeah that makes sense and like you say this the screen the body weight motions are, are essentially you know for a lot of people would be a workout in themselves when you start you know getting down onto the ground and doing a push-up mm. and then you know, you're know you going to do a lunge which is tough for a lot of people and then some maybe some overhead you know with a broomstick over your head or something you know those are going to be challenging i mean, motion, challenging motions right
2: uh, yeah sure i'm kind of Uh, it's a a bit sad maybe but even kind of the the younger guys that we have coming in that you kind of think yeah they should they're in kind of to look at they're in reasonable shape you know and you kind of you get moving and the amount we have that can't do a proper nicely controlled push-up and kind of they're their split squat doesn't look that comfortable you know there's there's a lot of there's a bit of knee valgus going on there's a lot of hip shifting going on um yeah there's a for sure there's a there's a lot of kind of you see a lot of people that can't do those basic movements um and like i say, they kind of a lot of times also want to get to that fancy stuff and it's about holding them back and just saying get the basics first get the basics first you know
1: yeah, I think that makes a, a lot of sense. Um, so let's say, you know, is there, is there a common problem that you see, you know, in a lot of these desk-bound athletes when they come in, um, you know, you know <laughs> and they start strength
2: training for the first time? Um, you mentioned yeah. So
1: it, but is there anything that comes to mind?
2: Yeah, so I think kind of um, the typical one we see is the most the most e- easy to explain, kind of from a golfer's point of view, is um, they have a term, golf coaches use a lot called S posture. Uh, S posture is basically that kind of extended lumbar spine. Um, so in golf posture, when you're bent over a little bit, kind of if you take the whole spine, it forms an S, which is where that S posture terminology comes from. Um, so they talk about that and kind of how it limits rotation and how that can cause back pain in in the golf swing etc basically because you're rotating too much from from the lumbar spine and the hips and the thoracic spine aren't kind of doing a lot you know they're tight and and the lumbar spine is picking up the slack um and yeah and that kind of goes hand in hand I think that's often maybe been viewed as a as a golf swing fault you know but that kind of often goes hand in hand with this guy that sits at a desk all day hip flexors are very tight potentially breathing mechanics are kind of all over the place and uh, they, they walk in that kind of extended lumbar position their movement strategy to do squat lunge stand up out of the chair etc is to extend at the lumbar spine um, so they're going to do that in the goal swing and then if you kind of look at Stuart McGill's work and we know the kind of Ex- repeated extension and a repeated rotation of the lumbar spine probably isn't good for, for their spinal health um, that's the kind of perfect storm if you like um, that golfers have going on there um, so I think that's probably our number one thing that we see thing that we're kind of tasked with correcting if you like to get right. back pain is oh, there's some ridiculous figures um regards kind of back pain in in golf um a very i can't remember off the top of my head but there's a couple of studies at least that have given kind of very high figures um on that and and to me anyway my opinion that does come down to kind of that poor postures as a result of sedentary lifestyle and then you add rotation on top of that and things don't look nice um, from a, from a movement point of view and that just wears the body down and a lot of what we're trying to do is yes kind of correct that and yes add some strength and power and things but a lot of times all it really comes down to is kind of giving them some context to their movement educating them as to where they are and where they need to be and why this hurts and um that's pretty, i think a big part of kind of what we do and almost allow Allow them to figure it out for themselves, or figure out how to figure out a new movement strategy, and figure out how to get themselves into better positions and out of pain.
1: Awesome. Now that makes a lot of sense. You know, pain is very complicated, um, and yeah. why we end up. But like you say, the if the high percentage of people who play golf have this this problem, then we need to wonder why. Mm. Um, and then, if as practitioners we can you know provide them with some movement variety and um, you know, help them get into positions, then, then that's going to be hopefully beneficial to their, their pain and their discomfort. But also, you know, to me, it makes sense that if you can get into a better position for your swing, you know, that's, you know, even irregardless of your strength or, or force application that should help your, your, your swing, your stroke become
2: better. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's definitely a, yeah, there's definitely a kind of case of, okay, if I provide you with better movement or better movement ability, let's say, um, it may kind of slot in and you you may kind of get that automatically, um, but it may also take a little bit of time, probably take a little bit of time, probably take a little bit of work with your swing coach on the range to kind of change your movement pattern for the golf swing to your new Movement capability does that make sense?
1: It does, yeah, for sure. You, know, you might not be able to use that range or that position right yeah. off the bat. Now, is there like, do you have a go to if someone comes in with this S-Bend sort of hunched over, butt sticking out? Is there, you know, do you have a go to sort of drill or, or something even you know that someone could
2: try at home to just um, sort of, even- yeah, actually, um, kind of oddly on just finishing up writing an article and filming the videos for pretty much this exact thing um but the little kind of intervention i suppose that i came up with was i think the first thing in that we kind of need to address is is that understanding of where the pelvis is um and also their breathing mechanics and i think the kind of the pri the postural restoration institute kind of breathing resets um work really well for that um so there's a couple we do but the kind of the easiest one to, to visualize uh is probably just a ninety ninety breathing drill um so basically you're going to have that kind of dead bug position your hips are going to be flexed to 90 degrees your knees are going to be flexed to 90 degrees um feet up on a wall and you can kind of you'll just tilt your pelvis up so that your butt leaves the uh, floor a little bit so you're kind of biasing that posterior tilt and then deep inhale through the diaphragm, full exhale, just re- you'll feel the core turn on, you'll feel the glutes turn on, just trying to kind of tone down the muscles that are probably a little bit too active, so get the spine nice and flat, and then upregulate the glutes and, and, and the core and, and those muscles that need need a bit of kind of help from you sitting at a desk all day um breathing drills alone are, are a great way just to kind of reset some of that damage um and then from there it's a kind of a case of a uh, yeah making that a bit more dynamic um the kind of i love half kneeling positions um because i think if you get in a half kneeling position and do it well so again squeeze the glutes squeeze the abs and posteriorly tilt that pelvis half kneeling is a great hip flexor stretch even if you do nothing else other than stand in that position it's a great hip flexor stretch so half kneeling you're but, talking like a lunge or you're talking about sort of uh, when you're out in external yeah, the, rotation the bottom position of a split squat right basically um so if you're in that position and you, yeah you can kind of posteriorly tilt the pelvis you will feel a stretch on the hip flexor um so i've got a hip flexor stretch in there but um in a relatively stable position and i can kind of i can now move in that position as well so there's hundreds of exercises we can do in that position we can do kind of shoulder wise tws um if you're kind of yeah for for shoulder health uh i like if we're kind of talking s posture guy i'll probably do a, a kind of chop or a lift a kettlebell lift uh like diagonal pattern from one side to the other um that again okay, i'm getting core activation there i've got my hip flexor stretch um that's an awesome thing to do um doesn't have to be heavy uh, at all um and then i'm going to go and go over to the wall and use a, a wall hip hinge drill really i could do that with a dowel as well just teach them to kind of bend with neutral spine and bend from the hips obviously think about golf posture so you're kind of you're going to bend from the hips you're going to push the butt back and to get the club down towards the ball um that is basically a hip hinge you know if guys hip hinge by anteriorly tilting their pelvis and kind of bending over like you're saying creating that s-shape they're not gonna they're not all of a sudden gonna not hip hinge like that because there's a golf club there uh that's the posture they're gonna end up in um when they're sitting the golf club um so yeah we're just gonna teach them a, a bodyweight hip hinge and give them kind of yeah give them the feedback and give them the understanding of of how that works and what positions they're in and what positions we'd like them to be in instead um and I kind of I like that intervention because I think you can have you know a golf pro could go and do that all body weight they could go and do that and just kind of reset that um and help them improve technique a little bit quicker the, the golf the golf for themselves the athlete could do that kind of throughout the day he could do that as a warm-up before they go and play golf um, and then also me as the strength coach I can come in and I can do the breathing drill and I can load up the chop pretty heavy and i can load the hip hinge and turn it into a deadlift you know um so that i feel like that little series works quite well um hopefully just because it's so versatile you know there's an awful lot of ways i can use those general exercises
1: i think that makes a lot of sense yeah so we're uh, starting on the floor sort of laying on the back and then getting to that mm. half kneeling bottom of the lunge mm-hmm. position and then going into yeah. you know something else i I like that. And so you're essentially you're like you're trying to keep that rib cage down would be another way to sort yeah, basically, of think about I'm
2: that. I'm trying to keep so if you kind of keep the rib cage down or canister position so keep the rib cage and the pelvis facing each other. Right. Um, there's there's loads of cues you can kind of use but yeah basically I'm teaching that position on the floor, then I'm teaching it in half kneeling, then I'm teaching it in essentially their golf posture. Um and yeah, and I can kind of load that up to drive strength power, like I said. Or I can I can use that as a warm up or a teaching tool before they go the golf club.
1: Awesome. Alrighty, um, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I think you know we've we've covered this this idea that there's a general preparation and there's you know certainly some sport specificity in there, um, but that you know getting stronger and and you know, thinking about just sort of being healthy and you know having that range of motion and that symmetry um yeah i I think i think we've we've hit a lot of those topics today um was there anything else you know let us know like i I believe you have a couple you know new things coming out and stuff we'll definitely link to your post you just mentioned so i'll bug you for that here in the next week um but but what else what else do you have you know if people go to your your website at strongergolf.co.uk yep um what what can they find there what's coming down the pipe
2: Okay, so at the moment um yeah we at the moment you kind of gone the website there's a there's a heck of a lot of free content uh in the form of blog posts and stuff um going back quite a few years now um and there is there's a kind of email sign up there that'll give you uh, uh about a half an hour uh, video'll give you access to that video if you kind of sign up there that'll take you through a lot of the stuff we have talked about today in a bit more detail kind of showing you the exercises I use. Um, and, and things like that and then there's online coaching services offered on there so kind of bespoke online coaching um, we'll do movement screens with you over Skype and I'll send you programs through Google Drive and then we'll kind of interact um, on a weekly basis and do form checks and recovery analytics and stuff like that um, so that's on there if you want to sign up for that awesome <laughs> um, uh, and then kind of down the pipeline uh, in a in a week or so, we should have a, a what I'm calling the starter program, which is a kind of a little bit like we talked about today—the basics. The what would a what would a beginner that comes in the gym do? Um That's a PDF that kind of runs through exactly that. Really, Um so yeah, ABCs are exactly what that client would need just to give them a lot of what we talked about today is, is movement context and kind of teaching them the positions they're in and the positions we'd like them to be in and how that translates to their golf swing. And yeah, that program is kind of the the ABCs, if you like, of uh, how we do that. Um, yeah. And then beyond that, we're kind of going to bring move the online coaching program on a little bit and offer some, some group online coaching for the kind of, weekend golfers and competitive athletes and and the senior golfers and kind of start breaking people up that way and and offer some more specific, um, training programs that way. Um, so quite a bit (laughs) coming up soon.
1: Yeah. And you're very active on, uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at, and that's stronger golf at Twitter and sorry, stronger golf at Instagram and Facebook and then stronger underscore golf on Twitter.
2: That's the one. Perfect.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Alrighty. Well, thank you very much, Nick. Um, I wish you all the best and hopefully we'll connect. We might be back in the UK here in the next little while. So
2: yeah, definitely. Let let me know. And uh, yeah, pleasure talking to you guys.
0: Hey guys, before you go, we just wanted to have one quick word from our sponsor Health IQ.
2: Health
1: IQ is a life insurance company that helps the consummate athlete like you save money on your life insurance
0: to find out more you can check out healthiqcom capod that's c-a-p-o-d for all the details and to take a free quiz Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Consummate Athlete Podcast. To check out all of the show notes for this show, go to consummateathlete.com. And to follow along with our various adventures on the social medias, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash consummateathlete or follow me, Molly Herford, at Molly J. Herford on Twitter and Instagram.
1: And I'm at Peter Glassford on Twitter and Instagram.
0: And if you could do us a huge favor and rate and review the podcast over on iTunes, that helps us bring on more guests, you know, get more episodes out and do more cool stuff. So we would be forever grateful.
1: And if you're looking for coaching for endurance sport or just for health and wellness, uh, you can check out smartathlete.ca. And for amazing outdoor content, you can check out the Outdoor Edit Aw, honey. And that's theoutdooredit.com for Molly Herford's writing and all things outdoors.
0: All right. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time.